Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Brother Man Podcast. As always, it is your boy Juice, and with me is my boy Anthony, and our returning other co-host, Carl. How was Vermont, buddy? It's good, man. Good time. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I'd also like to announce that we have our first guest today. Hello, hello. He's a phenomenal man. <laughs> um... It's our boy James. Hey, how's that to say? Should I introduce myself? <laughs> yeah, how we doing, buddy? I yeah, know, I don't even. Yeah. Like, how we doing, buddy? <laughs> how we doing? How I'm we doing? doing well, man. I'm, I'm honored to be here, and uh, yeah, just getting the getting the feel for things. So, hell yeah, dude. We are happy to have you as our first guest. Yeah, that's an honor. This is gonna be a yeah. This is gonna be a learning curve for both of us, dude. We're gonna, you know. It's, we're all it's gonna be a fun time. Yeah, dude. <laughs> all parties. Let's Throwing go. Yeah, how was you fuck off over there, bud? <laughs> Very cool. Oh, I'd like to apologize in advance if I sound stuffy or you hear me blowing my nose at any point. Hopefully that gets bleeped. <laughs> um, if it does not, I don't know. But uh, hopefully it's just seasonal allergies coming around, starting to kick my ass. If not, I might be dying from this virus. But you know, we'll find out in the we can all in time. <laughs> What? <laughs> Dang, yo. <laughs> Maybe this will be the end. The end of all of us, Juice. You think it will? One, one man can dream. <laughs> it's the you know, allergy I've... that ends all allergies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay much attention to it, but I, last time I read it was like over a 50% recovery rate. So it's uh, literally yeah. 2% of all people who have gotten coronavirus have died. That is like 300 people, and it's all people with an autoimmune disorder. And meanwhile, we are quarantining ourselves, but that's for a different conversation. <laughs> oh, no, this is the right conversation. Oh, are we hopping right, right into the, the big yeah. elephant in the room? Yo, we're in, we're in mild quarantine right now. You see where we're at, dude? We got all, dude, we got all things down. that are good down here. <laughs> this we got is all things that are good. Like, what else here. do you need? We're, we're bunkered down. Everything from Red Bull to eye patches. <laughs> you got red cups, <laughs> lava lamps. Thanks to the fine gentleman that donated his eye patch. <laughs> and currently has it hanging from oh, a... I see it, actually. Hanging from a random C-clamp on, <laughs> on one of my beams. That's, God bless. That's high-class decor right there. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> along with everything else juice is stolen down here come on now we already went over this they're all donated to the museum, <laughs> museum. i ain't get my license yet to call the museum but i'm working on it it's getting the llc i together. wouldn't call it the touch yeah museum dude llc basement's a little weird <laughs> <laughs> uncle touchy's puzzle piece. history basement <laughs> Hey, kids, you guys want to go to a museum? There's <laughs> a touch museum in my basement. <laughs> touch whatever you want. <laughs> whatever you like. Literally whatever you want. Uh, Even the snowboard. Oh, man. 20 bucks. <laughs> it's, it's a flat fee. My basement's going to be the Scratch and Sniff Museum. I like that. Okay. I don't Ooh. recommend it. <laughs> Enter at your own risk. Okay. Where do we, where do I scratch you and I just smell you all <laughs> I was going to say, have any products been tested? Oh, all of them been tested. Oh, all right, word. These hands. These <laughs> hands have been tested. <laughs> I mean, anyway. <laughs> Let's crack back into it. <laughs> now that we got our fetishes off our chest. Oh, shit. Or all of them. <laughs> <laughs> However you prefer. <laughs> 
I like my fetishes as back shots. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh. Yeah, we keep uh, keep an eye out for the Scratch and Sniff Museum. <laughs> coming, coming to you. It's on the come soon. up. And the twenty dollar <laughs> Touch Museum. <laughs> Unlimited touches, baby. Man, I don't know how he went from talking about being safe from this virus <laughs> securely in my basement to just keep renting it out for touches. You can have a touch museum. A fondle museum. I mean, even though they're all the same thing. I, I, see, I, I see a segue here. I see a segue here. Because yeah, everybody's in, in quarantine at the moment. so Everyone's easing, already starting to lose their mind. Yeah, well, that and like, easing them back into interacting with people, like scratch and sniffing. <laughs> and getting back used to, to touching people. To get I mean, that's going to be a big trust factor. Yeah, it's like it's guys ease them back factor. into society. It's a growing stage. I like that. Juice has been in a growing stage since he was six. <laughs> Scratching and sniffing? Well, it always started when I was six? No. <laughs> you didn't grow till you were six. Yeah. <laughs> you were the same size. First grade in little slip-on booties. Come on, you gotta grow. <laughs> I was a late bloomer, I guess. <laughs> like, what do you want from me? I still killed it. And then he just stopped at 10. <laughs> so he was like, you got four solid years of giant growth spurts. <laughs> Huge growth spurts. Call that burst booming. Can't <laughs> keep fucking pants on this kid. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. Slow it down. <laughs> Man, that went real hard left real fucking quick, huh? Yeah. You know what, though? <laughs> what? Well, what do you got to add to that? <laughs> I don't think the virus is as serious as everybody's making it. Oh, it's oh, not. for sure. I said that from Jump Street. I think, I mean, you look back at uh, swine flu and the list of, uh, there was like a, a meme on Facebook. It was a list from like dating back from, I think, 2000. And there's always some epidemic or pandemic that's that's right before hit. election time dude. that too was brought up and i like some of the conspiracy theories are interesting um but regardless like <clears throat> way dude, overreacting dude, <laughs> like we way. were freaking about freaking out about zika and ebola which actually killed you if you got it right yeah there was like no saving you but nobody like it wasn't yeah, but all the water or toilet like paper or yeah it wasn't a yeah. two-week cold now now they're like oh you're gonna you're gonna cough and sneeze a little bit and people are like oh shit <laughs> shit my brain's out i need to buy all the bananas now <laughs> fuck i love the first thing everybody thinks of like oh we're gonna be quarantined what am i gonna wipe my ass with <laughs> <laughs> Dude, all the <laughs> all the meat was gone at fucking Giant. All go. the eggs were gone. Hashtag go vegan. <laughs> Cases of butter. Oh god. Gone. Left there. Butter. Nobody bought butter. We ain't cooking it. I ain't just want the meat. Uh, don't worry, we got the meat. <laughs> Where's the meat? I'm, uh, we're eating steamed beef for months. <laughs> go to Arby's. <laughs> I'd have Arby's. more of a panic like from Pineapple Express, like. Fuck, grab the chips, grab the fucking fruit roll-ups, dude. Like, <laughs> we need all... Dude, you, know, yeah, the you need the goods. Dude, it, just, it just blows my mind that people are freaking out about it. I'm at, like, one of the most at-risk jobs. And right. I'm just like... Dude, I took a fucking bus back from Texas. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was surrounded by the dirtiest parts of the cities by some questionable people, and I'm fine. Like, <laughs> I was... I was Amidst all the bullshit that you could be amidst. He was licking every seat he could get <laughs> <For> close <real>. to. <laughs> and I didn't have a mask. You know, obviously I 
I was sanitary with washing my hands and stuff, but like there was people with full on masks. I'm talking full on suits. The one dude had a full white suit, and if anybody touched him on the bus, like they the guy had to stop the bus to yell at the dude because he was just going off. He's like, you know, your back keeps touching me. Your back, you know, and like it was he was he was bonkers, bro. But I'm telling you, like. I, Bus stations are located in some grimy ass parts of every city. Oh yeah. So and well, I had they're they're probably one of the oldest spots in the city. <laughs> right. oh, yeah. So and my, as it expands, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> my layovers in East City were like a steady <clears throat> three hours out on average. So like I'm sitting in some grimy areas. You know what I mean? Oh, now it was a cool experience. It was like I got to experience a road trip and different walks of life in terms of people. Did you meet any cool people while you were like, like anybody you conversed with that you were like that was life changing or yeah. or like they had like a super cool story or anything like that? Um, I just met a dude that I vibed with the whole ride and funny enough, he left from Houston, Texas, as did I, and he was going up to New York. Okay. So So y'all were pretty much together the whole way. Right. And we just I was like, Cool, you don't smell and you're cool. I was like, we are going to be seatmates for this whole night. <laughs> Number one rule. Don't smell. <laughs> don't put your back up against mine so neither of us have to sleep with our heads in the mud. <laughs> your BO is tolerable. You got good vibes. We can be seatmates. And uh, yeah, that was my my roomie for the, the three-day trip, basically. I was just going to ask you how long it was. Yeah. Three days. Some good shit. Not to get oh, off topic. Crap. I know that's a different no, topic. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, it was... But yeah, going back to it, I was exposed to some of the grimiest shit similar to Anthony was saying like you know what I mean you it's not something to quarantine yourself from the world and shut down from how many people did you see wearing masks oh boy you're a good bit we're talking double digits for sure uh I would say probably around 20 on just my bus yeah yeah that's crazy crazy. and I'm just sitting there like I, I get everybody has their own precautions, they got their own beliefs, but I'm sitting there just... I already, in my head, was like, you're stupid. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think all that stems from, from like, China. Like, when they when they quarantined, people were wearing masks. But people in China wear masks all the time because of fucking smog. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like yeah, anytime you look at so China, they're wearing right. masks. Sure, like, so don't be like, oh, like... they were doing it. <laughs> this will save us all. They open their closet and they can, like, pick which mask they want to wear today. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, wow. uh, this one comes... Uh, Oh shit! I never washed Tuesday. Shit! So we're Thursday. <laughs> Everything's out of sync. <laughs> oh man. Well, but, my ahead. girlfriend, she's works in the emergency room. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's probably pr- pretty bad. Yeah, and they don't get off. That's some mm. applause to her, by the way. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna get sick. Well, that's fine. <laughs> Second hand. Yeah, well, you know, and to possibly freak people out. From what we've recently heard, there's been at least four cases at our local hospital. Sweet. But being that throughout, you know, just here is like the rest of the country, there are no test kits yet (laughs) to go out. So what they suggested was to go home and isolate yourself because they had no, they didn't know what to do. So like, all right, well. You know, congrats, get the fuck away from me and go home and, you know, we'll figure this out later. Real. You, you got yeah. something going on. And yeah, call back in like a week, I'll, you know, tell I mean, me how can, you're feeling. I and... can figure out how true that is probably. I can figure out like... Regardless, it, it doesn't the real matter. Numbers. At the end of the yeah. day, it doesn't matter. If you're not somebody who has an autoimmune disorder, live your fucking life. It's, it's a cold. You'll be yeah. okay. 
Now, if you're somebody that has, like, I don't know how severe it is, like, with, like, alopecia or anything like that, which is a minor, or, like, psoriasis, which is also an autoimmune disorder. I don't know if it's, like, as serious for somebody like that, but if you have AIDS or something, <laughs> like, a serious autoimmune disorder, right. you should be outside anyway. <laughs> so just the people that are in contact with them, just don't be around them. Well, like, 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 stop buying everything. Lots of people that are, like, going through cancer and chemo, they isolate themselves already. Exactly, that's what, yeah. that's what I'm they, saying. They should be, a, they should. The whole, the the whole is warning is for anybody that's in a family them. with them. Like, like like to them. Yeah, like if they don't really go out and do yeah, shit. Yeah, like if your if your parents or your significant other or whatever has that disorder, then you take the precautions you have to. Everyone else just it's calm over, down. And it, it, stop, it stems from fear. I would like to get a case yeah, fear, of water, dude, please. You can control the whole population <laughs> with fear. Yeah, that's it's the power of social media these days. Social and it media. shows you how powerful that is. Yeah. Like everybody's losing. You know, their back with like swine mind. flu, social media was out already. But it wasn't as strong as it is. Not everyone was connected to it. Right. Not everyone felt as if they had their own voice yet at mm. that point. Then Ebola came around a couple years later. That obviously blew up bigger than swine flu because right. more people are connected. But at this people. point, at this point in time, <clears throat> we are all connected. Everyone is self-entitled and... This all stems back. This all stems back to them shooting, shooting Harambe in the. In I saw the, a post. Yeah, on it that. all goes back to Harambe, dude. Like <laughs> I saw yeah, think a post about, on that. Think about what it'd be like. Yo, hold on. Quit a moment, silence for a second. Yo, R.I.P. the boy. <laughs> Bombay. <laughs> Our Lord and Savior, her, her Lord and Savior Harambe. No, but that. Think, think about like 1940s when you had newspaper and radio. How <laughs> how nuts would it be? It wouldn't well, be nuts. At the all. whole thing with end of the world, the War of the Worlds. When they when they read that over the radio station, people, people missed the real. people <laughs> missed the part where it said this is a play, and <laughs> it turned into the, everyone thought the world was ending because they didn't have that social media. Aspect. Yeah, there was no one to know like yeah. for sure. And Juice had a good point. Like now that everybody has their own way of, of getting their voice out there you got a million plus voices going at once that causes more chaos and more fear oh, yeah. but every every medical professional is saying everyone needs to calm down it's, but it's everybody's okay. a professional now yeah that's, that's, the true, that's true that's true that's <laughs> true especially <laughs> everybody <laughs> took, took their gen ed health course and now they know they, they understand diseases and, and I epidemiology <laughs> Yeah, everybody that sat in class that was so shy to read is now typing up full-blown <laughs> fucking essays on Facebook. Yo, y'all really know your shit, apparently. <laughs> See, like, also, though, like, what's cool with having an argument online is, you know, in front of, like, being behind that screen, I guess, you... More you know, you can pull up another page, go on Google, and be like, all right, I'm gonna fucking outsmart this guy real quick. Like, okay, like, you're like, what all do yeah. I need to know? Then you go right back on there. Oh, hey, dumbass, did you know this? <laughs> just like this. I, mean, I, met, I just found this out myself. Boom, but... random article that backs the statement I just made. <laughs> Boom. Get woke. Yeah, Cited by some random magazine online. that doesn't even print magazines. Yeah. <laughs> Which I will admit, my drunk ass was guilty of doing that a couple times on just random arguments. And I'd, <laughs> I'd pop up with uh, an article, I typed it on Google real quick. I'm like, Post that shit like didn't even read it. Yeah. <laughs> read like the first read the first three lines and you're like, oh yeah, that's what I said. Boom, no patience. Eat it. <laughs> drop the drop the mouse. And I would wake up the next morning. Yeah, drop mouse. 
drop mouse, close laptop. Bitch. Yeah, I showed you. Yeah, my drunk ass had no argument skills, man. That was embarrassing. If someone hits you with a crazy word you've never seen before, like, oh. I'm going to Google that. I need, that a, I need to make sure I come back proper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to Google synonyms and shit. <laughs> Bring out the whole thesaurus. Per my last ass. comment. <laughs> As per. <laughs> the nomenclature that you're using. <laughs> That's funny shit. This is why we just we need to go back to challenging people with a white glove. We meet at dawn. <laughs> Change <laughs> 12 steps from around. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll scrap around. You're a about little to bit. find out I'm only going to take 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny I'll shoot shit. every single one person in the back. I don't give a shit. That's funny shit, actually. There's no honor when there's only two of us. <laughs> I came back. Honor or we'll back. joust. You're just gonna find out and make my joust quite a bit longer. <laughs> Sharp. And sharper. My, my lance is about to, is gonna be six feet longer. <laughs> it's gonna take two hands. Got like in the movie Knight's Tale, there's like a blade underneath, you know, like the solid metal fist thing, mm-hmm. so. Dude, I was I was just looking up, uh, I was looking to get a bayonet for my rifle, just because of everything that's going on right now. And I found out I could just duct tape a katana to the end. Problem solved. It gives me three feet. <laughs> Hashtag Close quarters battle. That's long quarters battle at that point. That, that's for when you miss all your shots and you just run at them. <laughs> just start waving it around. People are nuts, man. See, like, that's the thing. And and with, with all of these people sharing what's going on in their hometowns at their local grocery stores that haven't stocked up yet, and now seeing, like, as of this morning, you know, like, our local liquor store is closed down on Tuesday. Had to go there and stock up <laughs> on a few things. You should have seen the line. Holy oh my, fuck. I bet it was massive. And then that makes people panic and want to go out and go get the things that they now can't. And now we can't buy and bananas. Then, <laughs> and <laughs> then <laughs> if, you know, if the state, if, if our state at least were to get on, on full shutdown... That's when the crazy shit's gonna happen. Right, it's Even gonna be the my family over Dude, your gun family. shops were just having sales on ammo. Oh yeah, yeah. they're they everybody's oh, getting yeah. ready. Well, they're getting crazy ready. Too is I'm more worried about the people doing doing some shit. dumb it's literally, shit. It's literally not the disease I'm worried about. It's the disease of humanity the that fear. I'm worried about. Yeah. It's the fear that it's invoking in people. I've been I've been saying for for a while that there's too many people on the planet. I make that comment often. Yeah, but I don't. I don't expect it. people to take out all the people. Yeah. <laughs> people are just stocking. Well, up for people are also just freaking. I mean, there's been a lot of people that have freaked out for years about the public water. Uh, That's why my grandfather said he's got solar and a. I mean, anybody has well. a well, you're set. You're good. Until it goes dry. I mean, you still have filtration systems, but as long as they're up to date and they're, you know, it's only good still for doing so their job. Ev- like, eventually, fine. well pumps fail. Eventually, wells go dry. Yeah. So it's then you just got to go back to hand pumping and hope you don't hit oil. <laughs> and I mean, once again, worst <laughs> comes to worst, you got some oil. Oh, yeah. shit. You know, when this economy comes back, I'm going to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> Long plays. <laughs> Chess moves. <laughs> Man, you know, that's something else. Like, talking about, like, the economy and stocks and shit. They're saying, like, how, uh, how much stocks are dropping. Yeah, well, yeah, like, that's cool and all, but well, listen... I still can't afford to buy them shits, even though they're, you know, like, super low. <laughs> so, I think that's cool. How about how about you let it drop a little more, you know, like, still safely. Like, free? Like, plummet. 
Yeah, yeah, pretty much plummet. <laughs> pay me but then come it. back and then yeah, let me pay me yeah. to take the stocks. I'm talking dropping tens of dollars on, on stocks. <laughs> like like, like Amazon's setting a couple hundred right now. Juice one said to drop a couple hundred. I'm feel like I'm feel like Birdman balling out on penny stocks, man. Just, <laughs> rolling the hands real quick. Rolling up that Play-Doh. Making <laughs> Play-Doh snakes. That's a good one to invest in. Making Play-Doh, Play-Doh probably. snakes. Um, throughout the, the bus road trip, that's what was kind of cool. But Well, initially I thought it was going to be cool, but then I noticed it was like across the board it was pretty equal. Like every yeah. state was kind of reacting in a similar fashion, which was just complete. Like, Mass chaos. Yeah. You know what I mean? It. Just... People just isol- like just locked in fear, basically everywhere. Uh, and I saw a lot of farmland. That's about my my trip. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it consists of. Sick bus ride. Mm. More corn. <laughs> mm. More corn. <laughs> saw wow. some cows. Different Look cows. at all this corn. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all that chickens. <laughs> so yeah, actually, to dive into it a little bit more, my initial route. And this is what I was excited for. Was supposed to go from Houston to like Louisiana, Atlanta, Georgia, and then up through like the Carolinas, more like the East Coast. And that's what I was. I've never been to that portion of it, but instead it got rerouted. It went up the middle of the country and went to Ohio, like Indianapolis and Illinois, like that area, which I've been to multiple times. And that's all uh. like flatland bullshit out there. <laughs> so yeah, it was like days of just farms passing by i'm like i should have just took a fucking plane (laughs) is it a little cheaper to take a bus i actually didn't even price out a a plane ticket that's how focused i was on it would have been faster i know that with a plane (laughs) (laughs) i I sure fucking hope so that's a long trip on the the buses to eat the scenic yeah the scenic route because i've I haven't been able to travel much in my life, so I wanted to make sense i was like you know what i'm down here got a life experience in its own and i'm on my way back, want to experience some more shit, and uh, which I did from a people perspective. I <laughs> uh, got to see some interesting events with that, but uh, wish I would have seen like new areas. That's all. Yeah, you know? you're excited for yeah. that adventure. Yeah, it makes sense. Shut down because the guy didn't show up for work. <laughs> really? <laughs> One driver didn't show up. They switched the whole oh. freaking route. <laughs> like, wow. Fuck you if you're listening. <laughs> I hope you're a fan. I hope. <laughs> Name, address. <laughs> for real. What an asshole. I, yeah, I was about to catch these hands. <laughs> <laughs> They've been tested. <laughs> Scratch and sniff. And so, uh, Going off of, like, how you were saying with your trip and everything, do you want to express more on, like, where you went and how you got to the point of going there and mm-hmm. what all happened while you were there? Or Yeah, I can I can dive into that. So, I mean, for those who, who don't follow my life on social media or whatever, um, I was battling alcoholism for about four years, and... Um, Due to a lot of, like, just demons that I was fighting, I felt the need to numb myself and shit. And, uh, it got to a point where it was just affecting my daily life. Uh, you know, I would sleep through my alarm, wouldn't show up to work. That was always a big-time issue. Um, I would start, you know, some heated arguments with my loved ones around me because you're drunken in your feelings sometimes. 
And then the worst part was, uh, you know, I've always taken a lot of pride in being a big brother and being a leader for my little bro. Um, and just continually letting him down on the situation by, you know, fucking up in life due to the alcohol. And then, uh, you know, promising him that I would stop delivering empty promises breaking his his heart and his trust on that shit that's what really hit me and uh i'll tell you what the night before i booked my my flight to go to texas for the the rehab center um i had written a poem because i i felt myself really slipping and i wrote a poem and i displayed it to my brother he was laying in his bed and i let him hear it and uh he didn't react at first. He just sat there quiet. He got up. He left. Um, and long story short, you know, I was like, hey, bro, like, I'm sorry I doused that all on you. You know what I mean? Because it was a pretty deep poem. And it it spawned because he had a lot of hurt at that time. He was tired of my empty promises and tired of me going back to the shit. You know, he flipped out on me. It was our first argument in years. And that shit broke me. Um because we've, we've become so close. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to make an official change on this. So my drunk ass that night looked up um, rehab centers and somehow I ended up clicking on one in Texas. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how that happened. Yeehaw. Um, <laughs> bro, and you know what's, you know what's comical too is Every, well, not, not everybody, but a handful of people when I were down there, when I was down there, we would share every night um, in a circle. And, like, just a common theme, but all these new people coming in, they're like, yeah, I just was drunk and stumbling through online. This was the first one I clicked on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, me too. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like, it was almost like fate. Like, yeah. all of you just happened to be scrolling yeah. and click that one. Exactly. And probably the very first one. Maybe they like, paid for ads. I was like, you guys, I told them, like, I, I told the, the head guy, like, you're either really kicking ass on Google ads. Like, keyword searches are perfect for yeah. drunk people. Like, or, for real. Or, Twice. <laughs> I said that, or this, there's some serious fate going on, man. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, I actually had a lot of feelings of fate really hitting me down there because the people that I came across, the way they touched my life with the shit that they said and opened up my eyes to certain shit. I'm like, dude, there has to be... You know when you come across that shit in life where you just you get that feeling like, oh, this has to be for a reason. Like, yeah. The, when you catch that vibe, you're like, wow. And, like, you know, there was times where I'd be walking down the sidewalk to my classes that they had scheduled through the day, and I'd just literally be looking at the trees and, like, there's a fucking gas station across the street. I'll be looking at that and, like, have chills going through my body because I was just... Like, you're supposed to be there. Yeah, and I was just genuinely happy. And, like, I always thought that was due to an effect of the alcohol. Like, I felt that while I was on alcohol, and I thought that that was just a production of the drug. Mm -hmm. And that's why I kind of, like, loved it so much. But then I started to realize, like, no, dumbass. Like, this is your actual, the way you think, the way you perceive life. It's actually how your mind is working naturally for me. And I'm able to look around and see beauty and, and just ordinary things. I fucking snowboard. You know, I can mm -hmm. just I can perceive it in a way where I can give myself chills and, and be happy and grateful for that mm -hmm. fucking board, you know? So 
all that intertwined together, it just started to really wake me up. And I'm like, wow. Like, a part of me felt like a dumbass because it took me f four plus years of fucking up to, to realize, you know, I don't need that shit and I can live pretty damn good life without fucking up on it. Um, but I guess it's never too late to start. Absolutely not. So, and, and I'm only 25. I ran into a shitload of people in there that were like double my age or like 40 some and you know they got DUIs they burned all their bridges with their loved ones and this is like their 17th treatment and shit like that like that shit exists <clears throat> and that's kind of like why I'm comfortable talking about this stuff is I know there's a shitload of people that deal with addiction uh, behind closed doors we all have our demons um, and how we pretty much predominantly deal with that is by numbing ourselves. So I wanted to kind of touch on this for anybody who is struggling out there with that shit. First of all, don't be ashamed of it. Um, I'm, I, a lot of people are worried about judgment. Um, you know, even in the rehab, people were like, they would withhold their emotions because we're just so caught up in like that planted seed of like what are people going to think it, of me it's hard to be vulnerable right you always have to have that that strong kind of and not not to say like women don't deal with it as much but we're also brought up on being a man and yeah. swallow your shit that like, you got to get shit done keep you got to yeah. you you got to be the strong boulder that mm -hmm. anybody can lean on at any point right so it's tough to let that guard down right and for me it's kind of weird I guess but I've always been the complete opposite like I'm I have no issue crying or being emotional or like I posted that shit that I was going to the treatment center on all my social media I did a poem on that to kind of like just branch out because I know people are people are dealing with like you said they're keeping their head down and they're shouldering a boulder mm -hmm. that just so, surprised me man <clears throat> I did not like yeah, like, I might have mic dropped on that one. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, it's like the whole social media thing. Like, that day, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, like, Especially with all of us, how we talk all the time and shit yeah, like I mean, like, that. Yeah, I mean, like, I knew you right. drank. I mean, our, our Yeah, whole we all group, do slash did. Yeah, our, our whole friend group drinks for, more. For a while, there was a lot of us that did it we a lot. We drank, yeah. A lot. But, like... Way too much. I didn't... I don't know if I was just naive or what, but I just didn't notice it. Know that notice, I guess it was to that degree. I, we're also not all together all the time. True. So there's a See, lot. See, but of that's time like that's like a thing to also look at, dude. You could be incredibly close to somebody, mm -hmm. like whether you see them every day, we, we all, you know, check in them. on them a couple times a week, or fuck, you see them once or twice a month or something. Right. Fuck, once a year, but like. We, you all, you literally just never know what someone's going through. Right. And most times, people don't want to show that vulnerability, as you were saying. Like, like we all, and they don't want to we admit it. We all lost it. friends to a addiction or to a substance or suicide or anything like right. that. Like you, you don't know what's going on. And if this, like, if you telling your story and everything does anything, I wanted to let people know, like, yeah. There's, there's people there, dude. Like, no like I, I know, like, when you posted all that, I know for a fact all of us reached out. I know a ton of people oh, reached for out. for sure. I was blown but, away by the, 
the amount of messages. But and that's the thing. Most people don't realize how many people actually do people care or, or, or at least are, know. you know, yeah. concerned. Like, your main thought is, like, nobody gives a fuck, bro. Like, nobody cares. Like, you have no idea until so you actually put with. the word out there and you let someone mm. know, hey, like, you know, like, this is going on. Like, I yeah. honestly could... Could use could use somebody yeah. not even to like you know tell me what to do or give me judgment just, just listen, listen. Mm-hmm. hear me out get that poison let out me get system. out talk to someone who's not biased hopefully and you can just hear everything that I've been bottling up in a sense yeah. like I, a lot I, of people don't I know do you that. were saying like with your brother like you read in that poem and stuff but was there, was there like a breaking point where like you're like I know I have to do something like was that was there the <clears throat> rock bottom moment that was like shit needs to change like i can't keep doing this i would say it it grew gradually and more and more over time um just to give like examples um i would wake up and the first thing i would do is was take you know a couple shots or chug a beer you know what i mean and start my day (coughs) off as numb and uh i would you know if i was at work and i i didn't want to smell of alcohol it got to the point where I, I had literally, this is this is deep shit, but this is real stuff that, you know, you guys, you're saying you didn't notice it. It's because addicts or people that are dealing with the shit and are high functioning are really good at hiding it. Um, me, I had a specific stick of deodorant in my car that I would put on my beard to cover like fragrance of alcohol coming like off, if they were near my face. I had deodorant in my car for that I had mouthwash in my car that way everything up top is you know smelling good I had gum in there um, you know that way when I come into a public environment it, everything seems kosher and uh, that's the kind of like shit that behind closed doors I'm really thinking to myself I'm like damn I'm, I'm really going through a lot to like just Even to just do this. keep this under wraps, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, when my family is sitting there trying to... Because I had an intervention with them. I sat them down in the living room. And had just, your own intervention. Yeah, I told them, I was like, guys, like, I feel like I'm slowly becoming deeper into this than I initially felt like. And uh, I can feel it starting to get a grab on me, you know what I mean? And it's scaring me. So I had all of them keep me in check, but I was so good at hot. Well, sometimes they noticed, but I was so good at hiding the shit and sneaking it in. Like I had spots outside of the house where I'd have it stashed and I would go outside real quick while they'd be in the bathroom or sleeping outside real quick, chug, come back in, freshen up. I'm good for two hours. Go back out, hit the same shit. And it's like, even my loved ones in the establishment I was living at didn't didn't know all the time because mm-hmm. I was just that's how good some addicts can be at, at hiding um, but the the damage that that does is you're constantly engulfed in this mindset of where for, for me it's not so much where am I going to get it because a store is right down the street but for other addicts it's where am I going to get it you know, how am I going to hide it and still be functioning around people and keep life going? Um, the white lies you got to tell to people around you and shit to keep your everything afloat around you as you're destroying your insides. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's some real shit, man. It's some real shit. And, but that's what I'm saying. Like gradually for me, it's like, I just became exhausted. And then after the exhaustion was really setting in the argument with my brother that's you know, popped off was the final straw for me. Cause I was, you know, that's the person I love the most in my life. So if I'm pushing him away to a point where I might lose him, fuck this alcohol, oh, fuck yeah. this, fuck this everything. That was probably my rock bottom when I almost lost him, and I'm working on reestablishing the bond where you know it's it's still there, but it it just needs some uh, some healing, and yeah, that's going to come heal. with time. Oh know? yeah, absolutely. Yep. So I'm excited. I'm actually excited for the opportunity to rebuild and and show him. You know, a sober me. So, so, what's what's your plan after all of this? What's like, what's next? What's what's James want to do with his life now that hmm. he's past this? <clears throat> well, for me, I'm just kind of enjoying the journey. Uh, I've been really diving into books more so um, on mindfulness, and you know woke kind of thing <laughs> yeah stay woke, stay woke just stay woke um like there's i actually brought some books to reference real quick but like so one of the main ones they give you in the the center down in texas is called the four agreements okay and uh it taps on like how we were talking about earlier how society teaches us you know they ingrain fear into our head and other other things from as soon as we're born we're basically getting conditioned or domesticated in a certain way yeah <clears throat> this book dives into that shit and basically they call them agreements instead of domestications they call them agreements in your head and uh so we've you know a lot of us have agreed that life is a daily struggle you have to work your ass off every day and life is bullshit and mm-hmm. this this, and that these are all agree- agreements that have been engraved in our head from parents society and then you know parents before them and so on generations of just toxic shit put in your head and it takes a little you know quite a bit of effort to go in there pull that shit out and plant you know positive shit in your head it takes like mindful work um so that's what i mean i've in the past month i've (laughs) wrecked through like four books already because it just once i caught that notion in my head I'm like wow I actually want this to happen and uh, so I've been educating myself quite a bit on it Um, so I would say in terms of what I want to do from here is just uh, learn how to genuinely enjoy life Um, that's nothing too valiant in terms of like you know oh I want to become a millionaire and I have all these plans or whatever. No, I'm just like, I'm at a point where... Starting with yourself, man. I'm just, yeah, I just want to learn how to genuinely enjoy life and uh, I I play chess and I read. Like, that's really what I do with my life right now. Um, do you have any, like, career aspirations? Like, has this changed your whole mindset on anything? Do you... Um, while I was down in Texas, I had, you know, I, my way of, of venting has always been through poetry. And while I was down there, you know, 
we would have to go around and share while everybody else is talking their story I would present my story through poetic you know rhyme mm-hmm. and um, it got to a point where people would come up to me afterwards and not only express to me how much my words changed their life or changed their pers- their perspective uh, but they they wanted copies of my my work and wanted me to like sign the shit at the bottom and everything like it you know, awesome. had me feel That's like cool, yeah like it had me feeling like a sense of fame for a moment i was like y'all better stop hyping me up <laughs> you show up the next day with a gold james like and that was just some really cool shit and uh that's another thing when i was down there i started to feel like i was like wow maybe this is kind of meant to happen because i've always had that as kind of like my gift in my back pocket since mm-hmm. I was like 15 or 16 but I fell off of it for a while I went into business and entrepreneurship face planted and that's part of you know my pain that I was numbing myself from um, but I got away from the writing and when I went down there and I was sharing my writing and everybody it was like it was driven into my head so much where I couldn't ignore it they you know how much it was apparently changing people's lives I had an old man right before I came, right before I left. It was like two days before I left. An old man had just come in there, didn't talk much to anybody, and I just remember passing him on the sidewalk. I'm like, "Hey, sir, how you doing?" And at that time, I had all my poetry like printed out on the in the lobby, and uh, apparently he had gone up there, took a look at it, you know, put it in this folder, and later on that night, read it, and he's like, he told me this at the public meeting. He's like. Um, thank God I was in my room when I read that because I haven't cried in so long, especially in front of anybody. He's like, and after reading your poem, he's like, all of a sudden, you know, wet, he called them wet drops were hitting the paper. (laughs) I was like, so you sprung a leak. (laughs) 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 He's chuckled, but he was getting emotional in the moment too. Like, um, so I would say if, if we're talking profession that I would love to to really go at it'd be changing the world with with my music or poetry um, I feel like I honestly could do that with my words um, I think that it was shown to me that might be a calling in my life to to really tap into and I think it'd be an injustice not to not to at least try yeah I think exactly. you could do it dude I mean like just like how we were talking earlier about you not knowing like how many people are actually there for you or like right. support what you do i mean like i don't know if i've ever told you that like at a bar night or something but like dude, i've always like seen you post your videos up mm-hmm. i was like this dude's got something because like i remember years ago like, that's coming remember... from juicy f baby <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> that's coming from juicy f baby and that ain't for fructose all right you understand that you understand that but but I mean, like, I remember, I remember years ago, you know, like, you were doing shows, you were going, like, open mic nights and shit, mm-hmm. and, like, I remember seeing the videos of you doing that, and I don't know, dude, like, it was just, like, some people don't want to see you, like, win, I guess, you know, like, right. like no, they want to see you kind of thing, but, like, for you, but you, you have so many more people yeah, dude, you. and, like, like, that, like, it's, it's always cool seeing someone that you grew up around, or you kind of just knew growing up that's doing something cool chasing yeah. that dream. like doing something Outside like out of, of the norm yeah. you're not you know just 
You're not working some, like, you know, office job and going home and fucking going on, like, ranting shit and talking about, like, <laughs> saying how type shit you don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, you're not, you know, you went out there and, like, you did that shit. And, like, I honestly, like, wish, like, I could have gone to it. But I promise, <laughs> I promise if you do get back in that, dude, I'd definitely be down to go to one of those. My man. Because like you always had like it's a one in you always had like a like a J Cole kind of like some people probably told you that before but like don't get kind of like a J no I mean like I mean like I mean I know I know it's your boy bleep nah dude there ain't no bleep here dude I know I know J Cole's your boy so like me comparing you to him obviously is gonna like make you feel wild but like I'd say more chance you do have a. Chance is like I mean like not to get too off the topic. Chance isn't as as deep as J Cole is like when it comes to words. He's just super fucking crafty with right. his syllables and shit and like all the words to blend. But like, you do have that. You got that depth to it. That vibe. Thank you, man. I'm You're sorry. not talking about shit like you know, like trippy. Red. You've heard about right. Like, you know, you talk about shit that you have, like, lived. single-handedly lived, like, you've done, you've seen, or, right. you know, someone else has struggled with or is going through. It's like, I don't know, dude. I appreciate I think, that. I honestly got to think, like, you could really do something with that. And I'm not gassing you up just for the sole fact <laughs> that it's podcast or anything, but no, I mean, like, for real. <laughs> it's just, like, you know, certain conversations like these, how do you just all of a sudden bring it up, like, right. like when you see somebody? Like, seeing him on the street, how do you come up and just be like, oh, what's up, my guy? Like, oh, by the way, I'm, like, your biggest fan. Yeah, like, fan. oh, by the way. I mean, like, yeah. So, I uh, it's, like, that, a good like, way to, like, actually, like, sincerely, yeah. you know, project my thoughts on that towards you. You can't see it through the sweatshirt. Man, shit. Yeah, I'm making a <laughs> blush over here and shit. I, I appreciate <laughs> it, Yeah, yeah dude. I mean that, for real. And, I mean, obviously, so, J. Cole is, is my idol, Hold your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Just <laughs> <Nice> watch. <laughs> yeah. Run it. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't believe me. Just watch. So, <laughs> but uh, so I've always kind of emulated my style a little bit after his. You know, I would study his his storytelling and and shit like that. Um, so it's always an honor to kind of hear like my style reminds people of of his. Um, it. <laughs> one of my dreams is actually to meet him and ha- have him hear some of my shit someday, which that I'd, I'd bust down in tears if that would happen. Um, but that's another kind of cool thing that I, I look at. I'm not ashamed of what's been going on in my life so much because it's added more depth to my character to talk about. Yeah. More experiences that <clears throat> you know I can talk about firsthand of, of being there, dealing with the shit, it gives me more ammo in terms of my my lyricism. So gives you more fuel. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you have more you know, let off. And go ahead, Anthony. Everybody has a life story, but you've always had an ability to put your your experiences into words that other people can't. Like some people like for me in particular, I I'm not the best at explaining like shit I've gone through. Like I don't have that I'll say wordplay. Yeah. I, I, I don't have the ability to put like this word with that word and this together and then that actually sounds coherent. <laughs> not even that. Just, like, not even just like the wordplay. Like, and, and you're able to take a beat, don't... put, sit there and write down on a piece of paper like this, like just put your feelings and, exactly. and things that have gone through and put it in a way that when you put a beat behind it, it bops. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, people don't know how to take their raw feelings, put them down and 
one, for them to accept them themselves, which is why people do things to cope with those feelings, because they can't verbally say them aloud or, you know, something like that, but you take those feelings and you actually construct them and you've accepted them enough to let anybody know. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's plenty of people on everybody's, you know, Facebook accounts. We don't actually really know. We just kind of seen like, Oh shit. Like I think I know this person or I might want to, you let it out to everybody. Yeah. That's no shame. in A lot of people, a (laughs) lot of people don't, have that you definitely have a lot more talent than any of us like if we did that they're very verbal with that as shit. fast as they can i would have got i would have got not everybody does like, that i would have got 20 likes off. of like okay cool <laughs> like, <laughs> and most people have all been friends like dude fucking quit being a bitch or you know, like, <laughs> any any of us fucking pucker up there about i'm telling you as fast as they could click play to listen to our rap they would shut the fuck up it'd <laughs> 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 be like <laughs> <laughs> like we were saying putting out the podcast we, we were expecting 10 Ten listeners and three of them being in this room. Yeah, <laughs> like, but yeah, yeah. that's funny as shit. Like yeah. it, it, it's cool hearing the feedback. Yeah, but who yeah. would have thought people like listen to us talk? Like, yeah, we enjoy it because I don't like that, that's why we wanted talk. to give you the opportunity. <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's easier to put how you feel out when you have unlimited time to talk and just really voice how you feel and what's going on and what actually happened, rather than sitting there and typing it, writing two pages of a lot of that nobody's not going to really read. Right. Because it this type of thing isn't something that you can just put out there and people get it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it, when you can hear, like, what actually was going on, like, what, what the real struggle is. Because I'm sure when you posted that, like, not being a negative person, but I'm sure there was people that were like, I'll get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm 100%. Sure I, yeah. Like, there's always going to be there's, those people that doubt yeah. it. And I'm, I'm sure, like, so before I officially hit the share button, um, like I already had thought through how I would feel about how other people might feel, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, because you're a type of person to always worry about what everybody else thinks right. or feels, or you don't want to upset anybody. And I've like I was more so, you know, in my head, I'm like, yeah, there's probably gonna be a handful of people that one might be happy to hear that I'm hitting a ditch in my life because for a little bit there I was pursuing start a business i had momentum going i thought you know things were going my way and i would post up you know my wins like that and i you know if people are from the outside bitter about that now i just posted a fucking capital l on my shit yeah and you know some people are gonna be that's a tough thing to do on its own yeah like just to admit that like look shit's not great right and i'll see but that l is not a loss it's a lesson right and my man that's just what bounced. it is my man <laughs> no, like it's not a loss it's <laughs> a lesson trademark <laughs> yeah, yeah. any any loss that someone's take you know taken in their life isn't like a truthful loss it's a lesson come back yes. from it it's learn a, from it. Over it actually do something yeah get over it like what I was saying about you coming back from that and I said you got past it I don't mean that you're past it I mean yeah, that, every that, day that step you've challenge. gone you've gone beyond right there's um to kind of bounce off of that, uh, a guy I just listened to Wayne Dyer, um, who's very knowledgeable with podcasts and all sorts of shit. But uh, he had he had mentioned something about our mind has a, he called it refractory, and it's basically the way I perceived it is when a bad thing happens in our life, we have you know a certain amount of time that we dwell on it and 
the amount of time that you dwell on it kind of over time shapes your mood, your emotion, and then your overall character if it elongates, you know, enough. So when somebody says they're in a mood, it's because they're still holding on to a past uh, negative thing that might maybe like road rage or something Mm -hmm. small or something popped off at home with a loved one and shit went went south and now they're in a mood because they're in that refractory state where they're just they're holding on to it and um, if you keep holding on to that negative shit and you don't brush it off your shoulder you're going that's going to eventually become your character mm-hmm. and vice versa when you plant positive seeds how we were talking about earlier when you rip out all that negative shit and you start looking around the room and be grateful for a fucking snowboard something as simple as that over time will develop your character in a, in a joyful way mm-hmm. you know you actually will get chills without having to be high um, so yeah you don't get past it well you do it's, it's always going to be a memory, but it's how you deal with the memory, mm-hmm. how you react to it, is kind of where I was going with that. So, it's. I also have like a strong belief in karma. And you're the type of person that you'll be there for people. You'll try and help people in any way you can. You're always a supporting person to everybody. So, That's good things come to those who put good things out there. So, like. If you're constantly shitting on other people <laughs> or putting people down because they're doing this or you're like, oh, fuck that person because because right. that's, that's the type of person they are because you've met them one time and they were having a bad day. Mm-hmm. Like, if if you just say, you know what, fuck it, that's their life, it's their journey, I'm on mine, yeah. I'm going to focus on doing the best I can and just being the best version of myself, then good things come to those that do good. Yeah. It's not even a selfish thing. No, it's not. It's, you have it's to about good yourself. for everything. Yeah, yeah. No, you got to put yourself before other people in a lot of scenarios. But, you know, certain caring people like yourself, and I like to consider myself as well, and both you other fuckers. <laughs> you know, like, you... Good vibes. Like, I constantly... Yeah, I mean, like, it's not about love, like, when I say it, obviously. <laughs> you, you know, y'all know that. I was just clarifying it for y'all. But, uh... I, I, I wish bad upon juice only because of karma. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Fluffy. Still waiting for her to deliver. Yeah, like, come on. You've skipped one person and you're taking three. <laughs> 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 I know we don't name drop in here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah look, no, look, look, it's on the board over there, man. No name dropping. Come on. Now. You know, you know. Don't put that on me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in terms of like when you come across somebody that might be having like a bad day, or maybe they're just. Not, you know, they're kind of just that way. Um, something I've kind of developed for me in dealing with different people is where you don't get offended by their shit is I literally replace a lot of different adjectives on how to describe them and I just put, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of, oh, that's, you know, that's stupid or, you know, why is he why is he an asshole or why is he, and you can throw out any sort of adjective you want mm-hmm. and you, that's interesting. That's why when and I see questionable choices now, I just say big oof. Big oof, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> that's, it's, it's synonymous way to handle it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've been big on oof. that interesting way for a while, man. Yeah. Oh, I think that's... Eh, interesting. <laughs> it allows you to like absorb it, but quick brush it off and not get stuck on the shit. You know what I mean? I think it's a cool way to deal with it. It's, it's a way to... I don't want to say be a passenger in your own life, because right. you still got to make the correct choices. But... To just kind of glide over, like, the 
today was shit. Like, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, instead of being like, oh, I, like, if you hang on to that shit, that's when you come home and, you know, you you crush a 12-pack right. just to try and feel better about the nonsense that just happened that day. Exactly. It, it's finding a way to process all that. It's like bringing your work home. Yeah. Okay, so without actually it being work, but, like, that's what they say, like, bringing your work home. Dude, I, 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 I never me. bring work home, or at least I try not to. But I mean, like, put you whatever happened in the day before you came home to your life. That's that refractory yeah. state that I was mm-hmm. talking about earlier. Yeah. I think I'm. I just listened to it the other night, go, so hopefully man. I'm presenting it properly. But it yeah. don't matter. <laughs> you guys can look it up, Google this shit. No, I, I know with, with you going through, like, the whole addiction process and everything, do you ever think there's a point in your life where you'll have alcohol again and be okay to have it? I've been pondering on that um, because there's going to be events like my, my brother's 21st. And weddings, and you're gonna want to sit there and have a beer with him. But right. are you gonna be able to just have a beer? Do you? I don't know the answer to that. And I'm actually, to be honest, I'm scared to test it. Test and it. And I understand that. You 100%. know, because when I was trying to stop by myself, like I would, I'm not stupid. Like I can tell. That's why I had an intervention with my own family, and I sat them down. I was like, hey, like I think I'm having an issue here. I'm self-aware enough. Um, and so when I was trying to cut it out myself, you know, I'd get to like 30 some days without any alcohol, I'd be feeling good. And then you get cocky or you get complacent and you're like, oh, you know, see, I can, I can deal with this stuff just fine. And I would go back and I would just have a drink or so, but that would start it up to where it could gain momentum, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's all it needs is a little momentum. And next thing you know, I'm down in an unhealthy amount of shit at unhealthy times you know first thing in the morning and things like that so like last year i quit smoking cigarettes and i started vaping instead which isn't really quitting the addiction but it is in a in a sense it's It's, it's a yeah it's a safer alternative right but i've had some days allegedly i've already been on the phone with juice and said it where i'm like dude i just need a fucking cigarette like fucking don't like just just because it's different and it it's Like, going from, like, like using a, a vape and then smoking a cigarette, it's that shot of strong nicotine at once. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I know that'll calm myself down. Like, it's that'll numbness. give me the, like, uh, I, I know if I had a cigarette right now, I'd buzz off of it. Because it's that much nicotine in one shot. Oh, yeah. So I have a really good thing that I actually learned down the treatment center off that. <clears throat> is, uh, so that's instant numbness or instant gratification on mm-hmm. the, the feeling you want. And uh, the way it was displayed in one of the classes is kind of like an investment. Is um, you know, you get that short-term benefit off of that shit. You know, whether we'll go a little bit more extreme, like more drugs or alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, you get that short-term burst of benefit, but it prolongs the actual issue that continues to reoccur, and then you go back to the solution that doesn't. It's not actually a solution. So, or your other alternative is to take a step back from when you get those thoughts that you want that instant gratification, take a step back, realize that it doesn't have a long-term solution, work on yourself organically in your head, and you will naturally become happier on a daily basis. That's the long-term investment. That's not going to be instant gratification, um, but it has a better effect long-term. Mm-hmm. So it's patience, um, but yeah, it's something. And also the uh, 
when when you have that urge of you know i just want a fucking cigarette or me you know i've been staring at that bottle like eight different times now and like just kind of subconsciously thinking like yeah it'd be cool to have a buzz right now but um in my head and from the books that i've been reading they broke it down so it's an illusion of your mind mm-hmm. it's an illusion that you want that shit or that you need that shit i i tend to think personally that the memory of say the buzz or the high or yes. whatever is so much greater than what it actually is romanticizing yeah. it like like if <clears throat> if you haven't been drunk in say months or years or whatever mm-hmm. you're like man the last time i was i was hammered that was so much fun or whatever yeah. so your brain just holds on your brain holds on to good memories better than bad memories correct so that, that's the way i've always looked at it is like oh i just remember what that was like they call that romanticizing the high mm-hmm. and that's a very common and what they said down there was that's like a high um, reason that people relapse. It's like, oh man, you know, remember how good that shit was? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And completely forget the destruction that was going on. <laughs> like, you know, on a, on when you a gambled your level. house away, but it was really fun when you, when you were playing the slots that one time. <laughs> uh, yeah, just that sound, man. I wish I could hear it one more time. <laughs> just, yeah. Just cherry, cherry, cherry. Yeah. <laughs> Could I you need to feel see them like, sevens. Could you feel it in your body that you were fucking, like, fucking up? Like, did your body, was your body giving you signs? Like, Yeah, <laughs> my kidney, well, in my poem, I referenced it, uh, that my kidneys were starting to hurt. Were they, like, really hurting? Was it, like, a noticeably different? Like, when I would lay down, I could feel on both sides, like, it just felt like there was a toxic, some toxic shit going on. I don't know how to explain it, but I could feel it, like, felt like it was, like, radiating throughout my body down there and also that's me reading shit online where it's kind of fucking my head too you know um but yeah it was painful and that's why in my poem i said my kidneys inside the brother's starting to hurt this poison in the reaper i think they're starting to flirt because you know you can, psoriasis or whatever of the liver you can die of cirrhosis heart. cirrhosis i'm sorry some i'm not too educated fact check, fact check. <laughs> <laughs> cirrhosis of the liver um Fucking, you could die a slow death off that shit. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said, you know, the po- this poison in the Reaper, I think they're starting to flirt. Because I could feel it in my fucking, in my body that it, if I would continue, it would probably shut down in the next couple of years. Um, so, yeah. You were doing, yeah, because you were doing some heavy drinking. So, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you've seen and it was And it. it was repetitive. So right. Like, uh, it's going to take its toll. Exactly. I've seen some people, uh, they were like, on videos I've seen, they were like 27 years old cirrhosis and like gonna be gone soon well like you're using that that cbd pen now right what blows my mind is that's illegal was illegal (laughs) right alcohol you can buy as much as you want at any point from the age of 21 on in any state tuesday until tuesday Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) because they are they are shutting down ladies and gentlemen i just want to if you live in this area, <laughs> they are shutting the fuck down. It'll be, pod- close, it'll be closed by the time you hear this podcast. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Podcast, I'm pretty sure yeah by the time you hear this, it'll, be closed. it'll probably be Wednesday, and they will already be shut down. <laughs> so if you're, if you're I next, hope you stay so up so to if date. You, with if you hear this when it comes out and news. you want to go get a bottle, you can't. But I got isopropyl, so once again, we have a cleaning party. Cleaning party. Hit me up. But you look good, dude. I'm like, Thank you, man. Like, you look from the last time I saw you, which was probably well, November, 
uh, that's because uh, it was much... probably Mikey's wedding. Oh, okay. I, m- I might have saw you after that. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I don't. That was part of my like blackout period. So like all those months were kind of like I have bits and memories of them. But Mikey's wedding, I remember of course. But but, but you seem slimmer and thank you more centered. A chakra. <laughs> <laughs> um, like so. Got that I, zen flower. When was when was your last drink before you went? Was it on the plane? Really. <laughs> On the plane, where you where you just decided one last, last one? Hoorah, which, a lot of other drugs, that's why people overdose and die, because... They go for one last they're shot. They're like, ah, one last hoorah, and that's your actual last hoorah in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not a funny matter, sorry about that. No, but, it's fine. Um, on the plane, and it was so funny, I was sitting next to some English dude, he had a heavy accent, and uh, I, I was drinking at the airport... Because I'd already made it up in my head that I wanted just to cruise in, last hoorah, and then just get it out of my system. Uh, I got pretty lit at the airport, and then I'm sitting on the, on the plane, drunk, playing chess, and my seat neighbor looks over and comments on it. We start talking, hitting it off. Next thing you know, I'm buying shots for him on the plane, and we're just drinking and... That's not the James I know. You always get free shots, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> Plot twist. You're buying the shots. <laughs> that's right that's there. how you know. <laughs> that's that's how he was a swindler before. James has changed. Holy shit. Shots too, dude, by the way. Yeah. So yeah, my karma came back heavy. <laughs> was was like, he like like a true Englishman from England? Like I don't know. I didn't. Man, you're paying for because last man my, on my, that plane. <laughs> my, my my point is because if he commented on your chest, they played chess a lot like that's a really common game so that's why if he looked over he's probably like dude you suck like, <laughs> I hope not I'm trying to coach it someday it would have been, been funny if he just looked over he's like dude you lost it's like one play in <laughs> yeah you can't be G4. saying a chess coach sucks dude he's not gonna have any clients this was he's better now. he's a yeah, great yeah, he's listen I don't even know how to play chess but he's a yeah, yeah. coach yeah, he's, he's sober he's centered he's better now what's that dude's name fucking like Bobby Fisher or some yeah. shit dude you could be the next Bobby Fisher no G now it's Magnus Carlson is that that dude yeah I don't know Follow chess. You're right, I watched the documentary on him on Magnus. I follow oh, chess as much crazy. as I follow bowling, and let me tell you what, I couldn't tell you a single professional bowler. Out there, <laughs> yeah. so. It was so fucked up. It was that coronavirus? How sports are getting shut down? I don't know if you bowling's also... still on. <laughs> yeah, chess. bowling's still up and running, baby. There was there was a they're still kicking. There was a video of like it said, uh, you know, when all the other sports are shut down, and like all these these hood dudes were surrounded around this TV. And initially it was bowling. Dude bowled a strike and they started hyping it up. And it, the next clip it flips over to chess. <laughs> and, like, and they got all hype on a checkmate. <laughs> I'm like, yo, they really just came at my sport. <laughs> I started cracking up. Bro. It's just on my page. Shit, so, have you dying? So, so what do you, what do you love about chess? Like, what what drew you to it? Just the intellect of multiple different plays can be made at any time, and it's always. Like, like you need like thirty-eight different plans going in to play somebody. I'm a simple man. I like checkers. <laughs> See, that's I why actually... you start with the knight. You hop immediately. Right? <laughs> this is this is home. This is familiar. I'm just gonna sit down. Like, all right, checkmate, bitch. On a real note, um, right? <laughs> what, what what drew me to it is my mind always loves stimulation, whether it's reading or whatever. And chess has an infinite amount of possibilities from the jump from Jump Street, you know what I mean? There was a dude that, um, 
he he does like monthly challenges where you gotta look him up on YouTube, but he does like all these challenges. And his one, he challenged Magnus Carlsen to beat him after learning chess in a one month period. And this dude's a brainiac. He had a whole algorithm set up on every possibility that could happen in chess and had his computer running it. The computer didn't even have enough time in a month to go through all the scenarios of a chess game. Oh, wow. And that's like running 24 Mm 7. So when I say like there's infinite amount of possibilities it's crazy so that's what drew me to it and it's actually not like it's complex but Mm -hmm. it's actually you don't have to be eight moves ahead like i've i've noticed even grandmasters they struggle you know maybe like five moves ahead for a grandmaster Mm -hmm. but your typical person's gonna be about two to three well like me and Juice are both huge fans of the Wu Tang saga on okay. on Hulu. I don't know if you've watched it. Or no, Bond. I've seen the the trailer. For but Riza goes and he plays chess with the old dudes in New York. Yes, which I want to do. And the one dude like like he sees Riza selling drugs like mm-hmm. to upper class white guys there, and he's just selling weed, and and, <laughs> 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 and he's sitting there. And the the old dude comes up to him, and he goes, hey, sit down and play a game. He's like, no, I don't got time for that. And he goes, if you don't have time for chess, you don't have time for life. Oh. And then he walks deep. away from him. And that's, like, the last time you see him in the series. That's deep. I'll take that. <laughs> deep shit. You do look a lot better, better though, dude. Thank like, you, that picture when you shaved up, I'm like, holy fuck. When you look like you Joe look, Rogan. You look, you look a little bloated. Like, you look yeah. like you definitely definitely were drinking. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely was. Like, I... Like, <laughs> I could tell it was you, but it wasn't like what it's I remember you looking like. That makes any sense. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I like so I'm. I think everybody's pretty self-critical. So when I was watching the video and the picture that I posted, I'm like, "Yeah, this is a rough one, bud. <laughs> this is a rough one." Yeah, it didn't look like you. <laughs> I mean, it 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 was you, but it really didn't look like you. Yeah, my when I I Facetime my brother uh, on it was my mom's birthday. And I FaceTime my family. My beard was starting to come back, and my hair was coming back. And my brother's like, "Thank God." He's like, "I was worried about you." <laughs> well, when, when you posted that, my mom came and talked to me, because she was like, "What's going on with James?" And I'm like, "I'm like, I saw it, and I don't know." Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I reached out to him. I'm just waiting to hear back from him. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, he didn't tell anybody, because I even texted Joe right away. Yeah. Because I'm like, if anybody knows, Joe's gonna know. Joe's the only one. Well, it was Joe and Swoosh. His swoosh calls me constantly, and uh, so him and I are, you know, in contact a lot. And uh, but yeah, they knew, and uh, you know, Joe helped me out a lot. With I'm, I commend you for the whole situation, like for realizing it yourself, Thank for you. it not coming to people stepping in and saying you're going, yeah, like like forced into there, like. Or having to call intervention on MTV. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> wait, that might have helped. You might have came out as a rapper. Right? <laughs> Maybe I needed that step in my life. Damn it. Why did I call my own intervention? We checked on James six months from now, and he's holding a show. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that some know. shit? <laughs> but thank you, man. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. Like, I've, I've seen the other side of it, too, where people are forced in. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it, it helps a person that isn't ready for it. You, you know? Nobody can make a change they're not willing to exactly. make. You can, you can force somebody... them into an environment, but they're not going to 
Well, that's that's what like that I saying, think that's you can't part help of somebody that doesn't want to help themselves. I think yeah. that's part of the rehab circle that people get caught in is they get sent, they get told you're going, right, and then they come out, they get put in a sober living or in a halfway house or something and of that nature. Resent, and then they resent everybody. And then as soon as they get out, that's when people usually pass away, like sadly. But that's uh, I've had it happen to to friends, to family. I've I've seen it. Yeah, and it's. It's when they're not ready to make the change or they haven't dealt with what's putting them there. And that's that was a key thing you just said is deal with the things that's putting them there is when I went to um, a meeting out in Texas, there's a guy who's about 18 years sober and uh, this dude has been through some shit. Like, you know, sometimes you can just know when somebody's been to prison, you just get that vibe. <laughs> And he, I Usually it's the tattoos on the face <laughs> yeah, <some laughs> that, aren't, that aren't that great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he just he gave me that vibe right off the jump, and uh, he started sharing his story. And lo and behold, like dude went to jail and he's been through some shit, man. Um, but he's he got through it. And one of the main things that he said was, uh, "It's not a drug issue; it's a me issue." Mm-hmm. And that like that one line just spurred up all this shit in my head where I dove into the books more because I'm like, damn, you know, that makes so much sense. So it's not like, so the drugs do create problems in life. That's not to be disputed, but that's not the, the core issue. It's up here is your, your drug issue. Mm-hmm. Below that is the reason you go to the drugs. Why are you numbing yourself? Mm-hmm. What cool. happened in your life that you feel like you have to fucking be numb from you know until you get down to the roots of that shit i don't think that uh, an actual recovery is in line for you because mm-hmm. you need to get that poison out you need to come to come to terms with it until that happens you're going to keep running back to maybe not for me maybe it wouldn't be alcohol i would run to a substitution you know mm-hmm. xanax or something like yeah. that but that's until you get to the core of the problem, you're going to keep going back to that bullshit. So. But at, at the same time, you had you know, an army of people supporting you. Yes. An army of people that, that will help you get to anything and hold you accountable. Right. And yeah. most people that face similar problems also you know, do have those people behind them. They just don't know it. And I, I, hope, what... I hope on, on days where you don't feel as strong or whatever you look back and you have this to be accountable for this is an audio form that's out there the, yeah. a verbal contract that you made that like i'm going to be a better person mm-hmm. i right i i i said it like i there's <laughs> proof me. Is this an intervention? <laughs> <laughs> no, we it's actually have the guy from cheaters to host it. <laughs> <laughs> i've been tricked <laughs> Talking verbal contracts and shit. <laughs> yeah, you just got signed. Yeah, right actually sign this form while you're here. Here's a knife. <laughs> signed <laughs> blood. That's funny. We shit. don't call this brother man for nothing. But yeah, that's <laughs> brother for real. You gotta be like, uh, what's that thing from The Hangover? Yeah, uh, from the blood one man wolf pack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a blood pack. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Um, but yeah, people are afraid to shake each other's hands right now. They're going to do a bloody handshake. <laughs> Post that up on. Uh, yeah, everyone's like doing post. elbow touches and shit. Come elbow, on, no bow towns. I don't want any bow towns. No, no, no bow towns. No bow town USA. Hit me with a fucking handshake, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's another like it's it's out of me, and now that it's being known, like people will have their own judgments and opinions on it. But it's it's relieving that you know it's out there. That's I don't have to hide from it anymore. And then. uh 
it's also an incentive to, like you said, this verbal contract mm-hmm. to stay on path. My brother is, you know, another huge accountability for me where I don't want to fuck up. <clears throat> but, well, that's because uh, he's like 220 pounds. <laughs> muscle. <laughs> pure muscle. I still ankle pick that ass. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think another incentive is the fact that I've been blessed with an opportunity of about a clean of a slate that you can get without burning further bridges and really mm-hmm. fucking up. Like I was, whatever power was kind of looking after me on that. Like I've seen some other people trying to go through this shit while I was down there and like, dude, wow, that's a rough fucking terrain ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Me, like, I didn't have it easy, but it's been smooth. But the road wasn't so rocky. Right, it's been a smooth, smooth thing. So if I fuck this up, I deserve to, to go through some shit because... I was given a blessing off the jump. And not everybody gets a second chance. Exactly. And I've had a decently smooth one. So that's incentive alone to not fuck up. But uh, I appreciate the support from y'all, man. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, that that alone is another blessing. Like, there's... It's it's a crazy topic because of everything that's been going on, like even just the last couple of years with opioids and everything else, and now, like, with all this virus shit for the last couple of months, everybody's kind of forgot about everything else. That's the only thing anybody's talking <laughs> about. So like, there's other bullshit still going on. Oh, like, for sure. And people's minds are like, it'll be the big deal for maybe a couple days that's why like when I posted up my shit too that was another reassuring thing is like I'm gonna be on people's minds for maybe a couple of minutes mm-hmm. and they're gonna have their own shit to go through and in two weeks they're gonna forget yeah. mm-hmm. and they got mm-hmm. the, now is a fucking worldwide crisis you think there's anybody thinking back on like I wonder what ever happened with James yeah probably very minor amount you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was so much love to y'all I'm doing fine but yeah there people have bigger shit to worry about and that's mm-hmm. another thing where it talks about, in the, I believe it's the Four Agreements or another book that author wrote, is um, to not take things so personally because... Yeah. everyone's dealing with their own shit. Yeah, the world doesn't revolve around you to the point where you are the center of mm-hmm. attention. Like, people don't place that much prize on you, basically. Mm-hmm. So kind of get over yourself. I, and get off your high horse, yeah, kind of lower your ego I, I think of life as like a 16-lane highway. <laughs> like, everybody's in their lane. Your lane will run side by side with other people's. You'll cross, you'll merge, whatever. But at the end of the day, all those lanes go somewhere else. Yeah. Whether they all, like, they could end together. They could, you could be with that person for this long and then split or whatever. But it's, it's a fucking pathway, man. And as long as you keep those wheels turning, that's all that fucking matters. And use your blinker if you're going to switch lanes. <laughs> Fucking no brakes. <laughs> no brakes. <laughs> Just fly through it. Like there's there's tons of fucking memories of dumb shit we were doing and like like I said, there was fucking years where all of us were drinking all the time. Yeah. We'd yeah. go out, somebody'd be paying for James. <laughs> <laughs> for real. My own bank account was my friends. <laughs> Falling on a budget, huh? Yeah. That's I I don't know how it always worked out, but People I didn't know would always end up be buying. That, that was the best part. Is yeah. like we'd be at a bar and just see James, and then he's got a new friend. He's got shots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a very social guy. He's got that. 
I do. You shot that way at Willem. They'd just be know. like, I don't know that guy, but we just had like two shots. Like, awesome. Next thing, James is gone again with him. We're like, all right. <laughs> James getting lucky. <laughs> and it was never an intention to go in. I was just like, I don't know. People just end up clicking. So it's always cool. <laughs> you want a shot? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say no. We're best friends. Dude. <laughs> For real. Would, Let's take two. <laughs> you always get free shots. Always. It's, uh, it's never by the same person. No. I think that's what's cool. <laughs> There's something cool there. I don't know. Thank you to all my uh, they vibe with supporters. Yeah, they vibe with you. Your shop supporters. <laughs> it led me down a bad path longevity-wise, but it's okay. Yeah, so fuck you at the same time. Plus, thank you for the gesture. Short time, thank you. Long term, you're an asshole. <laughs> But yes. Don't it's worry, much. Karma will get them. <laughs> no names, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you probably don't even know their names. <laughs> I don't. That's the fucked up thing. I don't remember their names. name job if you wanted to. <laughs> There's a Mikey's birthday with the shitty maple. The oh, day, yeah. And somebody day. paid for me on that, didn't no, they? Well, no. Well, yeah. No. No, we don't. they didn't. No, actually, they didn't because it was Mikey's birthday and it was all of us going. I don't, I don't know if you were with us. Just no, it was, no, it was, it was a bunch of us. <laughs> We're going uh, to Shady Maple. Bunch of young folk. And uh, you were like, oh, man, I'm falling on my own budget tonight. <laughs> like, don't worry about me tonight. I got it. <laughs> We're all in line. You were literally the last person in line. <laughs> and this is literally my favorite story uh, with you. <laughs> <laughs> We're all getting through. And we get we get up to, like, the cash register, and we're all paying, you're up next. And she'll be like, that'll be 24 bucks. And you'll be like, what will it be? <laughs> we're like, 24 bucks. And you're like, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. I got, I got, I got this up in my account. And we're like, James, I thought you said you were going to ball in your own bucket. like, yeah, I was going to buy him a drink and me a drink. <laughs> That's about $12. <laughs> this is double the price. <laughs> In my head, it was really working out just fine. I knew my prices I was James, going into. James was finally ahead of the game. He was in it. Dude, when she said 24, your eyes lit up. You were like, I'm sorry, come again? What is that going to be? You're like, hold up, hold up. That's 24 I gotta get, I got to get shit figured out. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> shit, I'm shit glad you're better now, James. <laughs> Me too. Life, you know, life was life at that point in time. Dude, it's a journey, man. Everybody we goes care, through man. it. We were young. <laughs> We were all spending money we shouldn't have been spending either, so it was fine. Twenty-four dollars? How much? <laughs> Seriously, the twenty-four dollars that shit was still a lot though. Till oh. til this, till this til day, till <laughs> this day. <laughs> oh, that was yeah. Deontay Wilder. Yeah. <laughs> it is that for that shitty ass food. Sorry, dude. You fucking king. Are you kidding me? This guy says sorry for taking it. This guy, this guy says sorry CBD for ripping his CBD pen down here. <laughs> Funny. Because it was hitting Carl's Take a look face. around. I know there's no cameras, but fuck. <laughs> I'm trying to paint a picture for these people here. <laughs> I don't think they're just need to be soft. apologized for a CBD puff. <laughs> obviously, obviously, this, this, this area is a Allegedly, you don't have to apologize. <laughs> Allegedly. I still follow the D.A.R.E. program. For the record, I would Yo, going towards Yo, no, dude, space. you, I mean, like, I don't give a fuck if you do it or not. They dropped did, that shit off the D.A.R.E. list. Did you, so did, they, did you start uh, using the CBD after you were down there, or? No, the you know what's fucked up is, I was, I was on a, a decent roll in terms of staying away from the bullshit, and I had CBD, 
I lost my pen for like two and a half, three days, and just all shit broke loose. I had no self control over myself, and I was like, you were kind of using it as a substitute. Right. That's where the issue was, which I'm mindful of this time. I just got this today, but I've gone 60 days with without anything. So, mm-hmm. um, did you talk to them down there about using CBD if they thought that would be any kind of? No, I didn't really bring it up to them. I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't care. I just didn't yeah. know if they'd think it was like a a, be- a good idea to use that as well, or like substitution. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, I don't know. That's actually a good question. Um, for some people, it might be a trigger. Do you do you still talk to anybody down there as far as like any of the like counselors or anything like that? Is there somebody like you check in with <laughs> or anything, or do you do you have like a, a buddy that you use as like a uh, like sober? What do they call that? Sponsor. Like a, yeah, like a sober sponsor or something like that. Um, well, it's funny enough that you mentioned that because as I've been sitting here, there's so this green band on my arm is while you're down there, you get put in a color group, and there's four different groups. I was obviously green group, <clears throat> and there's a group text with all the people that cycle through within that. You know, I was there for like 50 days, and people are in and out constantly on their own times, and uh, so there's like a shitload of people that I've met. There's a group chat going on as we speak. That's why I had to put my phone on vibrate. But they, you know, in the morning they'll post a picture of some shit that they did that that morning, and hey, you know, it's another. For me, I'm not really into it too much, but a lot of people get inspiration. But they're like, um, you know, it's another sober day, great day to be alive. You know, try to be positive, yeah. and that's that's what the whole group is about. Um, me, I hate group chats. You don't, you guys yeah. know that, so I don't really <laughs> indulge in it. But it's on my phone. And then uh, there's another like couple individuals like this guy who literally just texted me 40 minutes ago. Said, "Good afternoon, brother. How you doing?" But so he was special force. This is probably one of the coolest stories from my stay down there. Special forces guy, 28 years in the service. Longer than I've been fucking on this earth. The mm-hmm. dude was out there in combat and doing crazy stuff. And he also was a big like rap historian. And came up to me after I shared some of my stuff. And on his second to last night, he's like, hey, for my last night, it'd be cool if like you wrote a poem for me. And I'm like, you want me to write one for you? And he kind of like smirked and he shrugged his shoulders and he walked away. And I was like, I got you, man. So I wrote something, presented it, and after this, like I said, this is a fucking hard-nosed dude, Special Forces. After I read it, I walked up to give him a hug, and you could see, like, some teary-eyed stuff go on. And I'm like, holy shit, that's cool. And then he, after he hugged me, he's like, uh, he said he's going to get it professionally printed and then framed and hung up in his house. Which he did. He sent me a picture of it. Mm-hmm. And, That's uh, cool. Dude, coolest thing I've like. I made. That's awesome. I don't have to make a dime off of that piece. The sentimental value alone is. I'm oh, an American hero's house, off of words that I touched his life with. Fucking huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I loved. I'll love that memory for life. That's awesome. So uh, yeah, and he just texted me. I'm gonna you know catch up with him after this. But uh, yeah, you keep in touch with people, build some good bonds because. It's very intimate down there, dude. You're sharing, like, your and you're darkest... you're alone. Yeah. Well, that too. But you're sharing, like, especially in groups, some of the darkest shit that 
you haven't said to anybody else. I've heard some fucking stories, dude, mm-hmm. where people are saying it in confidence, and you're just like, wow. Like, damn, bro, you've gone through some shit shit. Like, mm-hmm. So, after sharing that with people in a room similar to this, you, you just become so close because you're just like, wow. Even in like a 15-day span, you're like, dude, I feel like I really know you because I know your deepest shit. You know what I mean? So you bond quick, shit gets intimate, and yeah, you keep in touch afterwards. That's just, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, James, I would I would sincerely like to thank you for being our first guest. Thank you, guys. Man. We've uh, had you playing for for weeks, wanting to be you know like the first guest, and yeah. uh, went really well. We all enjoyed hearing the story that. I don't think any of us really knew. Hope it kind of helps people out there that are going through some some shit. Hell, I mean, if any other homies in the near future would like to put out their story and come talk and open up in ways you may not have opened up before, well, uh, we'll definitely consider it. But, uh, yeah, man, it was awesome having you. Thank you for having me. Is there anything that you would like the people to know? Just uh, first off, thank you guys for allowing me to be the first guest. Uh, was surprised. Oh, yeah, brother man. <laughs> Freaking uh, <laughs> official bro- I made the cut. <laughs> yeah, man, you made the brother man cut. Good <laughs> audition. Yeah. I'll take it. That was a good audition. Uh, Anthony messaged me on uh, Snapchat and brought it up to me. And I was not expecting you guys to like want me, as, especially as the first guest. So I was like, felt a little honored inside. So thank you for that. And, uh, you know, for anybody who heard my story and either was touched by it personally or knows somebody that could use just hearing that kind of stuff, um, you can follow me on my my Instagram and Facebook and kind of keep up with that. Uh, It's James Moran 29. My last name is M-O-R-A-N. So James Moran 29. And, uh, you know, I, I, I... put my poetry up there um and just my life experiences in general so if anybody does see some sort of benefit from hearing me or following my content feel free to go ahead and indulge (laughs) um but yeah thank you very much for having me guys it was a blessing to come through shoot the shit with y'all for a couple hours absolutely man and very good to see y'all for sure man it was a lot of fun i uh I definitely want to get a copy of uh, your poems and get them up on the wall somewhere for sure. In the museum. Yeah, yeah. man. Oh, museum. Yeah, yeah, man. Get them going up in the museum for like sure. Nice felt packs. <laughs> except, except, except those poems are not for touching. Put so don't be braille. giving me twenty bucks. All right, I don't, I, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Braille. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only way you're gonna be touching. Let's see if I get a set print in braille. You're welcome. You're welcome. With that being said. It's your boy Juice, Anthony, Carl, and our lovely guest James. What's up? Brother Man Podcast over and out.